0: Welcome to living life. Hey, you know when I was younger, uh, when I saw my friends uh, uh, having fun and they would tell me that their parents let them do it, different things. I would go to my parents and I would say, "Hey, you know Johnny's parents let him do it, and how come I can't do it?" Uh, and also, they would I would tell ask my parents is. You know what? This thing that they're doing, everybody's doing it. So I don't understand why I can't do it as well. So the answer they would give me essentially is, is you are under my household. You are living under me, under my authority, and you listen to what I say. If Johnny's parents don't want him to do it, then let Johnny's parents do it. But you're, I'm responsible for you. So, and if everybody else is doing it, does that make it right? Because everyone else is doing it. And so I remember that answer what I what I used to get, and, I, and it reminds me in a way of this of this passage in Samuel uh, in, in Judges, and when Samuel uh, is talking to the people, and they're saying, "Well, we want a." king, just like the other nations have. And God's trying to tell them how distinctive and how unique they are to him. But because they saw the other nations have a king, they wanted a king as well. They rejected their true king, who was God, in favor of a human king because they saw everyone else doing it. So let's take a look at the passage and see what God is really trying to say to us about the distinctiveness of the Israelites and also about our distinctness and our being set apart and being holy, made holy by God and preserving that distinctive uniqueness as believers. Let's check out the passage.
1: LEVITICUS CHAPTER 19, VERSES 19 THROUGH 37 KEEP MY DECREES. DO NOT MAKE DIFFERENT KINDS OF ANIMALS. DO NOT PLANT YOUR FIELD WITH TWO KINDS OF SEED. DO NOT WEAR CLOTHING WOVEN OF TWO KINDS OF MATERIAL. IF A MAN SLEEPS WITH A FEMALE SLAVE WHO IS PROMISED TO ANOTHER MAN, BUT WHO HAS NOT BEEN RANSOMED OR GIVEN HER FREEDOM, THERE MUST BE DUE PUNISHMENT. Yet they are not to be put to death because she had not been freed. The man, however, must bring a ram to the entrance to the tent of meeting for a guilt offering to the Lord. With the ram of the guilt offering, the priest is to make atonement for him before the Lord for the sin he has committed and the sin will be forgiven. When you enter the land and plant any kind of fruit tree, regard its fruit as forbidden. FOR THREE YEARS YOU ARE TO CONSIDER IT FORBIDDEN. IT MUST NOT BE EATEN. IN THE FOURTH YEAR, ALL ITS FRUIT WILL BE HOLY, AN OFFERING OF PRAISE TO THE LORD. BUT IN THE FIFTH YEAR, YOU MAY EAT ITS FRUIT. IN THIS WAY YOUR HARVEST WILL BE INCREASED. I AM THE LORD YOUR GOD. DO NOT EAT ANY MEAT WITH THE BLOOD STILL IN IT. DO NOT PRACTICE DIVINATION OR SEEK OMENS. Do not cut the hair at the sides of your head or clip off the edges of your beard. Do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. Do not degrade your daughter by making her a prostitute or the land will turn to prostitution and be filled with wickedness. Observe my Sabbaths and have reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Stand up in the presence of the aged, show respect for the elderly, and revere your God. I am the Lord. When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native-born. Love them as yourself, for you are foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Do not use dishonest standards when measuring length, weight, or quantity. Use honest scales and honest weights, an honest ephah, and an honest hin. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Keep all my decrees and all my laws and follow them. I am the Lord.
0: Welcome back to Living Life. You know, this principle of holiness, this principle of being set apart by God, for God, for His purpose, is still evident in the passage we're about to look at. And again, it's being played out, it's being reflected in the passage in a number of different ways. I remember the passages, other passages that say, what does fellowship does light have with darkness? What fellowship do believers have with unbelievers and God is trying to etch that understanding in the hearts of his people not just the Israelites this is not just for the Israelites this is a timeless truth that we have been set apart by God for God for his purpose and we have to understand that we are a distinct and even the Bible calls us a peculiar people so as we look at the passage, we see this played out in person, one of the issues of sexuality and promiscuity. Uh, God, we know uh, his, uh, this is an offense to him, when, it's, especially when it's done outside of the context of marriage. But we see this. this Point we see this scenario again in the passage where God is talking about the uniqueness and distinctness the Canaanite nations, the other nations uh, whose practices may have been uh, much more lenient. God is calling His people uh, to a uh, preserve uh, their bodies to preserve who they are in him from a uh, sexuality standpoint. Uh, we also, when we look at the passage, he makes, he makes a much more uh, interesting distinction when he talks about plants. He talks about in the first three years when you plant uh, trees, don't eat the fruit, it's forbidden to eat it. But in the fourth year, give praise to God. And in the fifth year, you can eat it. Now, the interesting thing about this passage is it reminds me of Judah, who is uh, fourth in the line of the tribes, uh, tribes the 12 sons. Uh, the first sons of uh, Reuben and Simeon and Levi uh, uh, through Leah. Uh, where she, all of those three sons were connected with her pain of being unloved. But in the fourth, with the fourth son, Judah, she said, this time I will praise the Lord. And Judah's name essentially means Praise the Lord, and in the fourth year of planting, it is a time to praise. So there's a connection with that four, uh, that fourth year, and that because it doesn't apply just to planting, but it applies in other contexts, and we kind of see it in the context with Judah being the fourth son, and his name being praised, and uh, he's she's praising God, and not connecting that with her pain or being in love, but she just praises him. Now interestingly as we move on, this is also connected with something that God really has disdain for, which is divination and spiritism and mediums. God has said that throughout the scriptures that he has a, these are an abomination and he has disdain for them and those who practice them uh, he turns his face against them. Now, the other nations practiced these uh, dis- divination and spiritism and mediums, and this was a, this was a showing a lack of trust or confidence in God when these were practiced. So God was calling His people to uh, to holiness, to be to be set apart from these things, and He also tells us to observe My Sabbaths and respect My sanctuary. Uh, interestingly enough. Uh, the, the Sabbath, God rested. One of His Sabbaths is He established the Sabbath because He rested on the seventh day. But also, uh, in, in addition to that, He established Sabbath for us so that we could rest from our labor and rejuvenate as well. But also his sanctuary, respecting his sanctuary. We see throughout the scriptures where his sanctuary was not respected and his sanctuary, the things in the sanctuary were violated. We saw certain judgment, even immediate judgment, come in those particular instances. So God uh, certainly wants respect for his sanctuary. Also interesting um, when we think about God and we think about the uh, Israelites, the Israelites were strangers in the land of Egypt. They uh, They were sojourners in the land of Egypt. They were resident aliens in the land and foreigners in that land. And God uses this particular concept and says to the Israelites, honor those and respect those who are in your land who are foreigners and aliens. That doesn't always happen today, especially when we look at immigration scenarios. It doesn't always happen. But the Scriptures is calling for this because he says that the Israelites were foreigners and strangers in the land when they were in Egypt. So God uses that same scenario, that same concept, and implies it for the Israelites. and then. Finally, he talks about the injustice in, that goes on typically in society uh, with respect to human beings. Sometimes if you're wealthy, you can push your weight around. If you're poor, you don't have the weight and you don't have access. So God uses the same principle again, but he applies it in commercial transactions this time. Before, he talked uh, talked about it just in the court system. But in commercial transactions, he says, use fair weights and measures. Don't cheat the parties, people, be uh, a person of justice when you have a commercial transaction with somebody. So God is bringing forth this idea of fair dealing, this idea of uh, impartial justice to uh, whoever is involved in a commercial transaction. And this all plays into this idea of keeping his decrees and remaining set apart before him and understanding that he wants us to be consecrated before him. What fellowship do believers and unbelievers have? What fellowship does light and darkness have? God has called us out of a dark world into his marvelous light. And God is calling us to distinctiveness as a people, a peculiar people who are distinct and set apart for him and for his purpose. I know sometimes it may seem not to be fun, but God is more about preserving us What we think is not fun, God is about protecting, preserving our lives so that we may have ultimate joy. So as we trust in him, the ultimate joy comes from knowing that he has our best interest at heart, even when we don't have our best interest at heart. So today, as you hear his voice and hear his word, Trust in Him and trust in the goodness that He has and trust in His love for you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you today. And thank you for your wonderful, beautiful word that shows us the way, that has ordered us steps that we might know the path in which we should take and that we might know that you have our best interest at heart, even though we might be inclined to go beyond the boundaries that you have laid before us, and the boundary that you have laid is a boundary of love. So we thank you today, Lord, for your amazing grace and your boundless, limitless, love for us. It's in Jesus precious wonderful name we pray. Amen.
1: 이 프로그램은 시청자 여러분의 소중한 후원으로 제작됩니다.